This week in league, it's rugby league Christmas. No, not state of origin time. The Broncos are finally being investigated for serious salary cap breaches. 72 hours after being sacked, Steve Price is still trying to figure out how to take it on the chin. James Tedesco makes the switch from hot sauce to ice magic. And we preview all of the action for round 12 of the 2014 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 156 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, uh, feedback this week. Uh, just on Twitter first, I don't have any specific tweets to mention around this subject, but uh, the Arya Stark kill list that I went through, just like under my breath while you were saying something else. <laughs> um, some people loved it. They loved, like, you know, being on that list, they made it. Some people, namely like Unky D, hurt his feelings a little bit. <laughs> yeah, see that guy, he's... he's- very, he doesn't he have wants the, so badly. He wants so fucking badly to be a troll like you, you know. Oh, and, he wants and, and it so like, bad. And like your other guys, and like you know your your Ben Zeds and, and yeah. your Chapos and and, and then Ben Zed. Oh, oh, Glenn seemed genuinely offended. Or oh, did I hurt his feelings? Oh, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I beg your forgiveness. And Uncle D is like, oh, boy, how did I make the list? Oh, do you fuck off, idiots? There's no repentance in the term unrepentant troll. That's right. You gotta fucking you gotta take that shit to you the grave. You gotta your fucking mouths. You can take your fucking medicine. Buy suppository, <laughs> bitch. Uh, Troy underscore seventy nine said, "I think all uh, Twill members should vote whether or not Leo should wear the hashtags in the client shirt." No vote necessary, Troy. In fact, I got a message this afternoon from Glenn's far better half. I mean, I think the phrase "better half" was invented for her. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd have to agree. She's gonna, she's uh, she's gonna do it anyway. She is I mean. a mole though, because <laughs> seriously, I said to her, "Look, what, what the fuck?" Because <laughs> I asked her like the second you the second you she took goes, off. I'm just look. I'm just. I just like to help Nathan. <laughs> it's for the show. It's for the show, Glenn. It's fine. <laughs> but she did say she had a little bit of a rough afternoon slash evening with. Uh, with little Leo. So it's um, been postponed momentarily, is it? Well, I think that he got word that he was going to have to wear this fucking abomination of a T-shirt and he's kicked up a stink. <laughs> That's all right. Baby's got to sleep sometime. Kept shit in his pants. <laughs> Baby's got to sleep sometime. Yeah. She can lay it over and so sleep. Apparently, according to Nicklin, if I don't kill her in her sleep tonight, it's probably going to happen tomorrow. Excellent. If so, I don't kill her in her sleep tonight. So as you're listening to, you'll be too tired to do anything by the time you get home. So oh, if, so if uh, you know, this, you're listening to the show on Wednesday... You may have seen the show already, or you expect to see it soon. Thereabouts. Do you know that um, on a completely unrelated topic, just when you mentioned how tired I get, mm-hmm. um, on the plane to Singapore, mm-hmm. on the plane on the way home. Yep. <laughs> oh, fucking! I don't know if I had a little bit of sleep apnea or whatever, but I um, I put my head back, and I was starting to doze off, and then all of a sudden, I just I lost all air. I couldn't breathe in and oh, really? I started coughing and I couldn't stop fucking coughing in the middle of the plane yeah. and I was, thought I was going to have a fit and pass out. It was very... I was just like, there's, there's no point to me sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> there is no point to me sleeping. I don't get enough sleep and then when I do, I die. So how long did this cough take to resolve itself? It went on for a good half hour. Oh, that would be good. That, that, <laughs> to the that, point where I was starting to see stars and I'm like, Jesus. fuck me dead. That's like screaming baby fucking territory for like, you know, <laughs> yeah, airplane exactly. noises. Fire out. Mate's next to me going, shut up, mate. 
<laughs> thanks, thanks for your support. Yeah, really yeah. appreciate it. Oh, you give me, give me a drink or something, you fucker. <laughs> All right, um, Nita Beta, Vanita, you know, two forty nine in, and I love this app already. What would Matt I do? And the prospect of an all manly episode with Nathan Gills, the best. What a great tweet that was. Look, she's she's thirsty. Shout out she's to a couple. So thirsty. Of, <laughs> shout out to a couple of guys. Oh, no, actually, oh, she uh, bought me some uh, some some bourbons at the last grand final, and all oh, herself and her. Uh, Good guy, good bloke, boyfriend. Hooked me up with some bourbons at the last grand final. Isn't that her brother? Not fucking Magnum. Her boyfriend, a different guy altogether. Not fucking Magnum. (laughs) I know Magnum, he was there too. Yeah, that's how things roll in Ambervale, right? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Ambervale's like... It's like uh, Little Tasmania in Campbelltown. <laughs> <laughs> Northwest Tassie. Um, now, a shout out to a couple of guys, Shithead Listener, Shagger113, and Stoic Bunny, all of whom sent us tweets regarding a new Twitter account that's popped up, at Polly underscore Superstar, <laughs> who tweeted out and said, if it's Rugby League and Polynesian, we've got it covered. <laughs> so uh, Shithead Listener tweeted it to us and said, here's one for you, Glenn. Yeah. And uh, Shagger... That poor prick just, was, just, just entered Twitter, just wants to have a little bit of fun, you know, mentioned some Polynesian happenings in the game, and they get bombarded with tweets about me. Yeah, and then someone poor said, yeah, is this, is this uh, your, your personal, is this a sports fan's life account? And I stoked my I think I know someone who will cream themselves over this site. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, oh look, I apologise, and I'm sure you're listening. Now, uh, NRL CEO. Have you seen footy. that? There's a Louis Karma yeah. Twitter account. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it started up um, not long after the the Manly game, like that, like after that Manly Cowboys game. Did we? Is I that... think I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Yeah, it's obviously someone that listens to the show. Oh yeah, clearly, yeah, definitely. I'm not sure who it is. We have, no, I mean, we haven't un- unra- un- uncovered who it is. I mean, we haven't really Jeez, looked that hard um, either. Look, we spawned just, some trash on haven't the internet. We? Just fucking trash. Haven't we? <laughs> um, yeah, fantasy fantasy underscore NRL CEO said, okay, so I get players not being able to talk on this week in league because they'd be censored and boring, but I have a segment idea. And here it is. What if we got recordings of players reading out abusive tweets about them, a la Jimmy Kimmel, and I just showed you one of those to say you were up to speed. fucking magnificent. One just, of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. And now, I mean, NRL players aren't going to be bombarded on the same the same variety level like, you know, these celebrities are, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood stars. Stuff. However... That guy from The Office, the, the first... Kaczynski, yeah. <laughs> I see his little face. Yeah. I mean, he was all all acting, but it was funny. Yeah. But um, all all the reactions are great. I like the the one with Julia Louis-Dreyfus as well. (laughs) She's like pissing herself because it's just genuinely hilarious. Um, But you know what? This would be great. I think it would work better on video though. Oh, absolutely. It's it's definitely a visual thing. So the idea would would be probably, you know, when when we're in town, when, when clubs are in town and stuff like that, to try and... A, see if there's any tweets, like abusive tweets about players, and like cut out the ones from us. <laughs> you know who the first one? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'd love to see, like, I'd Dugan. Love to, no, 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 no. Sandow. Sandow. Oh. Sandow, and then just get Kyle's tweets on him. Where he's like, grub down and fucking, you know, like, just absolutely giving it to him. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. He'd put, that'd actually probably put him back into the fucking tinnies and pinnies. If you if did that to Sandow. <laughs> He'd probably be straight back down to. I wanted to. He'd be straight like back to down to Queen Sandow of the Nile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's neat. Fucking knock Cole's yeah. eyes back and make Cole's eyes roll back in his head and he'll think yeah. he's a poker machine. Yeah, I've got no doubt he's got the power to do it, but Cole had to be on his knees, or fucking Sandow had to be on a stepladder. 
I'm not saying Kyle's a big unit, but fucking Sandow's a pygmy. Well, if you, if you had D- Tiger Benji in the vicinity, yeah. there's no doubt Kyle would be on his fucking knees. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think that's an excellent idea, uh, NRL CEO. And if we could somehow make it work, it would just... It wouldn't work like on a, just on an audio level. You have to get the you have to actually get the vision on doing. It. I mean, you know, if we could we could tee them up. You have to find it or whatever. You know, same thing. Just send it yeah. to us. Yeah, we could we could do it. But we'd have to. You know, I'd, I'd rather if we could film it ourselves and sort of have some control over the format of the you know consistency and whatever. But yeah, um, and this Matt, Matt McCarthy's he's resurfaced again. You know, recently. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. HIV AIDS. Um, it's his, his account is It's Matthew, I-T-T-S-S Matthew, with three T's in it, Jesus Christ. Remember that, get on to that if you can. He, he tweeted, he said, I don't understand why this week in leave gives shit to Chapo. He's a good cunt. Peas in a pod, those blokes. Peas in a pod. Yep. Cruzy 6 said, uh, you need to enlist the listeners. Somebody has to meet up with Andos20 and his wife and pass on our wishes. And the suggested Chapo. Look, I think it's an excellent Look, idea. Not Chapo. He's clearly a cunt. But yeah. I mean, who's to, what's to say his wife isn't a lovely lady? She's just, you know, much like your wife, just selected poorly. <laughs> your wife as well. <laughs> you know, I, I think you know if there's if there's if there's a fan that wants to troll Andos Twenty and you know try and take him off on his offer that he's fucking thrown all around the internet and that being partaking his wife. Who suggested John Art? Oh uh, no, that's Cruzy. Cruzy. Yeah, that's John Art. Oh, John, sorry, yeah. Jesus, yeah. fuck. No, Trying to keep up. I, I, in my brain, I heard John O, but no. Yeah. I think John O's putting his hand up. Uh, he wants a little bit of Andos 20's missus. Yeah, do it. John for it. married man, John O. As long as I don't this have to... This is not the sort of behaviour we condone here. As long as I don't have week. to watch it, I don't give a fuck. Go for, it. Go for it. As long as I don't have to watch or listen, just tell me, just give me the highlight. Just, just say you did it. And, you know, and, 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 and Andos 20 was crying. That's all I need to know. That's all I give a fuck about. You're like, you want this mega, mega cut, bitch? <laughs> and uh facebook in saguna saguna hey fellas just another topic to get listeners involved who is your best doppelganger nrl player my mates say i look a lot like colin best which is just a fucking kind of an insult <laughs> He, he said, can't have an awesome name and be good looking yeah. as well. He said, by the way, Nate, there's nothing wrong in the way Glenn says my name. Actually, no one says it as sexy as he does. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's great. That's so, great. So, well, I mean, you know, NRL doppelgangers. Oh. I was just actually looking at pictures the other day and I've got that one with you and Glenn Stewart. That's not bad. I might put that up online. I told you about the old mate. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the footy. Yep, yeah. Yep. Get out the, the kids. Oh, yeah. Just having a debate over there. Thought it was Glenn Stewart. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> so, yeah. glad we beat that team. So, so I'll put that up. I'll put that picture up because I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not bad. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not as good as Carl Pilkington, but I mean, it's not bad because you had a beard at the time and that photo as well. So you kind of match up. Uh, but yeah, if anyone else has got some other doppelgangers, you'll have to send us a picture of yourself and you know, split frame with the picture of the player in question, so we can actually make a comparison and see what that, the deal is. Just a bit like that. Uh, totally looks like Chapo. Looks like Glenn Lazarus. Really? <laughs> no. That's an insult to Glenn Lazarus. Oh, fuck him, he's a cunt. Oof. And he's fucking that mole wife, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Nathan. Cutting <laughs> hey. sick. Still owes me money. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Is that an actual photo of Chapo? Yeah, the one that yeah, the one in the Dragons jersey. Yes. Right. And then photoshopped into the South jersey for an Abbey bet uh, after the East South game. 
Jeez. Sorry, like, the, the East Bulldogs game, sorry. He literally has, like, he literally has nothing going for him. <laughs> like, he's a fucking pest of the highest caliber. <laughs> fucking pest. On every social media platform and probably in person. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna take the liberty of saying that. And he's got a head like a fucking dropped pie. <laughs> like, what? He's, he's been dealt some fucking harsh hands. <laughs> Old Chapo. It's no wonder he fucking hates the world. If I had a head like that, I'd hate everything too. Email. Okay, we got a good email. Uh, not this week. We, it was literally as the show last week was going up. Uh, and it was just too late to, to put it in, obviously. Got an email from um, our mate Ninja. Shanta86 on Twitter. Hey, guys. The recent dramas surrounding Mitchell Pearce being a drunken sex pest reminded me of a case of mistaken identity in January 2008 involving another drunken sex pest. Him. <laughs> I was camping at the Tamworth Country Music Festival with a few friends, but one night I was kicking on by myself and stopping at each pub on the way back to camp. I'd just left one of the, pub, one of the pubs in the main drag when I was stopped by three 40-something ladies walking in front of me on the footpath. Hey, I know you from somewhere. I was puzzled, not recognising any of them. They looked at each other, conferring without speaking a word. Then one of the other women's eyes lit up and she said, That's Mitchell Pierce. <laughs> what? No, I'm not, I said, laughing at the notion that I looked anything like Junior Junior. Nowhere close. But they were insistent. Don't lie, you're Mitch Pierce. We went back and forth a couple of times before I thought to myself, Fuck, I might be a chance for a root here. So I just went with it. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, you got me. I'm Mitchell Pierce." They were so excited, and I was gobsmacked at how anyone would think I looked like him. Then came the questions. How come you play for the Roosters? Don't you want to play the Tigers like your dad? I dialed the IQ back a few clicks to respond. Yeah, nah. I have a bit of a soft spot for him because dad played there, but I knew if I went there, I'd just be Junior's son. And I just wanted to make a name for myself, you know? Fair. Fucking Jesus, that's perfect. Fair enough, one responded, while another asked, what's Willie Mason like? I channeled my inner first-grade rugby league player again. Haha, he's a top bloke, big Willie. A lot of the papers are saying he's a bad influence, but he's been awesome for us young blokes, and he's brought into the, into, brought into the club culture straight away. I can't wait to play with him. The Cougars were all smiles and seemed pretty enthralled with my bullshit. <laughs> then they wanted a group photo, so they stopped the passerby and asked them to take our picture. They got all cosy with me, and then on the count of three, we said, go the roosters, and the photo was taken. Once they had their camera back, one of the ladies patted me on the shoulder and said, it's all right, we know you're not Mitchell Pierce. we just wanted to get a photo with you. <laughs> they then laughed amongst themselves and headed into the pub, leaving me looking like a stunned mullet in the street. I didn't bag a cougar, but I did get a free pizza from Eagle Boys on the way back to camp, so that was cool. <laughs> So I was like, why? What? <laughs> I tweeted him afterwards, like, going, but why? Why did they do that? <laughs> like, what? I don't understand. So these three cougars just wanted to, yeah. Were they thirsty for Ninja? And well, no, when he was it? Two thousand and eight. Yeah, he didn't. Ninja looked him. like Chapo in two thousand and eight. He didn't. He didn't end up rooting anyone or anything. So no, no, they didn't want to. They didn't want to. Hence bag the him. name Ninja. He was a fat, fat man. They didn't want. They he, they didn't want a part of it back then. Well, I can cool. understand why. But, you know, they... Yeah. Ninja, Ninja of 2014 is a far cry from Ninja of 2008. Oh, I'd, say, I'd say he would have been on the way to Ninja, the Ninja of 2014. No, if they thought I he, think he if was trying to say cunt. Mitch Pierce. He was a fat cunt. All right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, with they Cougars? Was it Helen Keller and a couple of her fucking... Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a similar story to share from my trip to Singapore. I, um... This better be, t- this better be set... At the four floors of whores. No, fuck me if that's not the seediest, fucking, most disgusting <laughs> place on earth. So you've been there then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went there too. You had to check it out. You've got to experience yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, what about, it's fucking two in the morning. Yeah. 
two in the morning, Nathan. Okay, yeah. I've seen that time before. I know what you're talking we're, about. We're yeah. walking through. And I'm going, I just don't want to touch anything because I'm going to catch something. <laughs> I look over and I found the food court of the four floors of halls. <laughs> and there's about fucking 200. Yeah. 200 working girls yeah. all sitting down eating. At one, look, even working girls need a lunch break and what is, at and, two in the fucking morning. And, and, and what is the collective noun for working girls? Like, you know, you could say like you know, a flock of seagulls. You know, like a herd of cattle. You know, what what would be the collective? I don't know. I'd, ha- I'd have to find something that's very, very respectful. I remember having women them. just I- wanting to make a living. Yeah. In this in this cold, hard world. In this cold, <laughs> little, just trying little, to make their way little in a harsh world. Little singer battlers. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I was walking through there and you could see like guys there and they'd look at you and I'm like, oh, fuck, he thinks I'm here for the same reason he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel dirty. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> and people stand out front. Hey, come and have my club. Come and check my club out. Come yeah, and have a drink yeah. in my club. Look at the girls. Go. Hey, hey, hey. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> There's like 10 of them at once. Like, Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to catch AIDS from any of you. Leave me alone. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, my story. On our last day in Singapore, yeah. um, Two of the other boys that came over had already left in the morning and it was just me and uh, Mr. Pinder to mm-hmm. left to our devices and we've gone to have a bit of a look at the Merlion. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of a tourist attraction there and we've gone around taken some photos, a little couple of happy snaps. I got stuck into some bitch that kept getting in front of everyone trying to take a photo. American? And, nah. Usually I don't know is. where she was from. She's just like walking in front and this couple had asked me to take a photo. She walked back and forth three times and I was like, the fourth time, I was like, gave it to her. And she was like, sorry, sorry, sorry. I said, fuck, you will be sorry. Get out of the fucking way. Yeah, yeah, you definitely said that to her. Sorry? Yeah, you said that. I said, get out of the fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> you sorry, her. sorry. She must have been old. Sorry? You like punching on with old no, people? No, she wasn't that old, but it was very annoying. Anyway, so these three young Muslim ladies come up to us. They're like, Photo. Don't speak very good English. Photo. I'm like, sure. We'll take a photo for you. We'll take the camera. We're like, you guys stand over there. We'll take... No, no, photo with you. Photo with you. They wanted a photo with me and... Me and Troy. Who's a ranger. Yeah, so what's the... Who's he supposed to look like? Fuck the I know. I'm like, clearly they listen to the podcast. It's like a young Boris Becker or, you know... Who's other... What, 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 what is what there? Are, no rangers when other, they come What other from? famous rangers are there? Or like... Bald guys with beards? They wouldn't know who Paul Vorton is. Who else is there? Oh, I've got no <laughs> idea. How many rangers are there in the world? I, I Not many, know. I hope. <laughs> Hopefully it's a dwindling race. Um, very strange. Yeah. I've got no idea why. Oh, so they never got an answer? So, I mean, cause, no, like, I mean, their English was pretty poor. Yeah, I mean, like, you could have you, you could have played the Carl Pilkington card and they, and, and they would have accepted that card. Yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure they weren't watching An Idiot Abroad. Well, they had two, two of them right in front of them, didn't they? Yes, <laughs> at that moment. Two idiots abroad. Yes. yes. See, that's a that's what a missing. The, why? Why did they want a photo with us? Why are we such a novelty? I don't know. It's not like it's not like Singapore is like a. It's like the the you know you're the first like you know Western people they've ever seen in their life. Exactly. It's very strange. But anyway, took the photo, tapped one of them on the bum, and sent them on their way. And uh, I didn't really. As a result of that, she got executed. 
<laughs> by by being Kane to death. <laughs> and the amount of times, every time I see something going wrong, because you know, obviously laws in Singapore are pretty strict. Yeah. Every time one of the boys jaywalked or yep. whatever, I'm like, that's a finger. <laughs> that's a finger. Me calling you stumpy. I can't, the I, I can't believe they didn't give you fucking at least 10, 10 shots with the cane just for that fucking beard. It's a resplendent beard, and I had it trimmed while I was over. That's worse than throwing spit. That's worse than throwing chewing gum. You know, on the you can count on your mates to be really honest, because they they were all like, "Oh yeah, you got a beard. It's all cool." Then I got it trimmed, and like, thank fuck, you got it trimmed. You were starting to look like a fucking lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Memberships. As always, say thanks to everyone so much who've jumped on the memberships, and I've got some uh, wonderful news. Last week, on the day we recorded, the lanyards came in, and yesterday, or was it this morning? It was yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, the uh, the shirts are here, so it's time to bag and tag these bitches and get them sent out to you fine people who uh, got the memberships together. Now, once um, we've put them all into their sets and all that kind of thing, and we've got them organised to go out, uh, then we'll, we can go through the remaining ones. You know, because as I said, there's probably about you know a dozen left, and we can go through and actually say you know specific sizes, and we'll think about some uh, way to incentivise people jumping on the last of the memberships. I look forward to uh, getting it all together now mm-hmm. that we've got uh, every last piece of the membership packs ready here to go. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a mission package. We don't we don't have a, a conveyor belt for starters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got to sweatshop ourselves out. Yeah, so uh, I would imagine you should see them by the end of next week. Though. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, like you know, it'll it'll take a, it'll take a couple of days to get them all together and shit, and uh, you know, we've got to figure out how we're going to post them out and stuff and. I would, I would imagine in the post, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, you know, we throw anything else in there in the bags as well. Yeah, DNA sample. Yeah, it's a special sauce. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Well, you know that this uh, that, that that fucking that that satchel, you know that that parcel post ain't gonna just fucking stick itself shut, is it? <laughs> News. First story, and this one is fucking fresh off the presses. I mean, obviously, listening to it, it'll be slightly old news, but it's about as fresh as the story gets for us. Uh, it's only literally broke, you know, an hour ago in terms of real time, and the Broncos are under investigation over at least, I hear, half a million dollars in possible salary cap irregularities following the resignation of club legend Andrew G as football operations chief. The Broncos hierarchy, well, they've done it proactively. They've alerted NRL bosses to a number of serious cap-related issues involving their recent recruitment activities. The NRL was notified of the potential problem last week and confirmed on Tuesday night, as in tonight as we record the show, that it will begin an immediate investigation into the Broncos' handling of the salary cap. The Brisbane Broncos have advised the NRL of some possible salary cap irregularities and asked us to look at them, which we will do, an NRL spokesman said. Gee, a Broncos premiership player has been on leave for the past fortnight since rumours emerged of potential irregularities in the Broncos' salary cap. The club confirmed on Tuesday. (laughs) 
that the 25-year Broncos veteran had resigned after it was revealed last week he was set to sever his ties with the club. The NRL probe will involve the contracts of some of the biggest-name players in the NRL. Recent dealings involving superstar recruit Ben Barber will be put under the microscope, although there's no suggestion the former Dalian winner is involved in any rorts. News Corp understands the NRL probe will specifically examine third-party agreements and the fact that at least one big-name player is out of pocket for a six-figure sum. The player in question is allegedly owed money by the Broncos in relation to third-party sponsorships, but there's no suggestion G is guilty of organising a salary cap breach. G, he took a leave from the Broncos to consider his future, and he advised the club today that he uh, officially that he would be leaving the club, and uh, that sort of hit Twitter in the morning, like around 10 o'clock in the morning, and that was you know the first sort of bit of smoke, thinking, you know, what's the deal with that? Why has that happened? Um, the Broncos had opted to restructure some of his many roles in the, cl- in the football department with the hiring of Peter Nolan as list and recruitment manager last month. G had hired Nolan, who was sacked by the club at the end of 2010, to separate the recruitment and list management from the day-to-day duties of the football manager. Scott Sislowski, who's been the Broncos' under-20s team manager since 2008, also fills the NRL welfare manager's role at the club. He'll immediately move into the team manager responsibility with the Broncos NRL squad. Paul White, the Broncos boss, did not return calls, but the club confirmed G's department with a statement. The Broncos acknowledge the significant contribution Andrew G has made in his current role and in his former roles as both a player and administrator over a 25-year period. The club wishes both him and his family all the best for the future. It's, uh... About time. <laughs> Look, I know you're, you're, you're delight in this story. Um... Not as delighted as I was with the Storm story, there's but, been, you know. There's been a lot of rumblings over a lot of years with regards to thoroughbreds and things like this, things going on at the Broncos. Um, Textbook third-party sure. organiser slash supplier, too. I don't want to say too much because it could look like a real jerk if it gets swept under the carpet and nothing happens. Yeah, but like fucking Greenberg. It's... um. The potential ramifications, though, if, if if they are done for quite a serious breach, um, what happens? Does Milford not come? Tigers need a fullback. Yeah, but then did Milford the money that the money that Milford was was offered by the Raiders? Obviously, some of that would be off the table now, you know, due to the Tedesco signing. But you'd wonder how much they could accumulate because they're making moves on other players as well, so they've still got cash. Mm. So they, they, I think, they'd be happy to retain him, not as fullback. You know, maybe throw him in the halves or something. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, of course, but, we're only speculating, but look, Andrew G. For, for Andrew G., who's a favourite son of the club, as you, as you say, 25 years as a player and administrator there, for him to um, to have to fall on his sword, so to speak, mm-hmm. there's obviously something up, and, and I would imagine over the coming days we'll hear a lot more about it. Um, and once it gains a bit of momentum, the media will probably blow the blow the story wide open. Uh, regardless, fancy a fancy a front rower though, being shit with money. <laughs> and not being the, the sharpest tool in the shed. I don't know how they never saw it coming. Hard to believe, I know. But, look, all you want in sport is integrity. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes for the, for the players and their dealings with one another on and off the field um, and, you know, in the public eye. But also it, it stretches to coaches and administrators and, and, you know, I get the everyone wants a competitive edge and, and it's it's a... You know, it's the type of world we live in, but Jesus fucking Christ! You know, should it be that hard to to perform on an honest playing field? And what's the fucking world coming to if if we've got a rorter game? You know, for financial or, or glory, financial gain or 
glory or reputation or whatever the case might be. I I keep saying it, but and, and I know it seems fucking pie in the sky, but Jesus, some shit that goes on in the world, and you just you're just like, well, what what the fuck's going through your head, mate? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a competitive sport, and there's a you know success success brings further money and everything, so it makes it like a business decision as well. The funny thing is, though, I mean, like they they were chasing Milford. I mean, Milford was you know always coming to Brisbane if if they could sort out the Halo thing, but also they had a massive offer on the table for Cameron Smith mm. that he didn't end up taking, but they've been throwing around money like you know there's all like oh DC. I mean, like you know we know that you know there's no chance of DC coming, but it still hasn't stopped them persist. You know, rumors persisting that oh they got all this money to chuck at him. Guess not. And it makes you wonder, their roster now it pales in comparison to their roster. Yeah, even five years ago. You know, even 2006, yeah, you know, and yeah. like a couple of years post that. So um, I'm probably going to reserve judgment until I hear more of the story. I haven't really heard enough of the facts or, or, or alleged um, indiscretions before I can really make a comment. It's just, it's just very frustrating. Um, when you hear about this sort of stuff, it, sh- it shouldn't be that hard to p- for everyone to compete on a fair playing field. And if you're a successful club and you, ha- you know, you you have access to third party deals that are legitimate, then all well and good. But, geez, it's you know, and I know, I know you say it's a business decision, but you know, in and that's what I say. It's probably it's ultimately it's a, a business wider decision problem. because everything like, leads to profit. Yeah. Or profit, or you know, you know, less loss. Why can't people do business legitimately as well? Why does everything have to be about? Well, I've got. You know, ten dollars. I want eleven. Look, I'd say I'd say the problem was you know in rugby leagues, uh, penchant for giving ex players jobs mm. and people who aren't necessarily qualified, you know, to run businesses, you know, sliding into jobs like G did. But then on the other hand, you bring businessmen like Todd Greenberg in, and he's fucking slime too. So you know, you can't sell. You know, you can't win. There's they they're fucking up all over. You know, both sides. I've seen a few people tweeting about, oh, this is you know, it's just a it's a beat up to to derail Queensland's origin campaign. Broncos really aren't Queensland. It. Fuck me dead. What's Hodges? We got Hodges and. They're contributing three, three players, aren't they? Is it Hodges, Gillett, Who's and, uh, and and Corey Parker. Yeah. Three players. And Thiday, obviously, is injured. He would he'd probably get a run anyway, as well. Yeah, but, but that's yeah, going to yeah. derail them? Yeah. Yes, this is, this is not, the, the Queensland Broncos is not equal. are not Queensland. No, not anymore. And not I know for that, a little while. You know, fuck, I know that's probably hard for some Broncos fans. They've got accustomed to... You know, supplying fucking eleven players yeah. out of seventeen for for so long. This nefarious fucking plot by News <laughs> Limited and by Courier Mail printing it a a, a parochial Queensland newspaper that gets well and truly stuck in at Origin time and as as parochial you know in favour of the Broncos at the best of times. They're gonna they're the guys that are gonna derail Queensland State of Origin. What is it? What the, Justin Hodges is gonna read this paper and he, this this story and his hamstrings are gonna fucking explode. Again. Well, I mean, you're assuming two things. That he ha- even has hamstrings left and yeah. that he can read. Yeah, true. But, um, you know, the thing is the NRL have set a precedent in terms of how these things are dealt with, especially large scale. Like this half a million one, I mean, that's probably like, the you know, the first two years of the storm. You know, then by the time the storm got full on, like, you know, by the time they got to the, the 2008 grand final, they were about a million over. Mm. And then a year after that, they, they exceeded that by probably a couple hundred thousand as well. But we're talking probably about half the storm situation here if, it's, <laughs> if that figure turns out to be correct. And so... Honestly, you'd be look. They'd be looking at getting their points wiped off for this season if it uh, if it does all turn to be as bad as you know the smoke would indicate. Yeah. Thus, handing the Broncos their first ever spoon, and thus 
silencing one of the only fucking defences their fans have over their poor history since 2006. That at least we didn't go a spoon. You may get one, boys, this year. Funny, that's that's something that Manly fans trot out also, Nathan. Yeah, except we get in the finals every year and we fucking win them every couple of years. So no, it's not the same thing at all. But you wouldn't understand either because you haven't won either. In fact, a year later, a year longer than the Broncos fans. <laughs> Next, Steve Price. He's won the pool, the dead pool for the first coach. Well, sorry, the first coach is Matty Elliott. Steve Price <laughs> shortly follows after. And geez, now the now Hook and Ricky Stewart, I guess, are probably the... Would they be the next the, the next most? I mean, because Peter Sharp is atrocious, but he's only a caretaker at, you know, anyway, so we won't put him in there. But Steve Price, next in Deadpool for the coach sacking merry-go-round of the year. And uh, he was called into the office. <laughs> you wouldn't think Raiders, Stewart would be on the chopping block of the Raiders. Yeah, just well, just to digress from this story, that my opinion with Stewart would be that he's uh he's had the win today, you know, with signing Tedesco. I believe Proctor was close, but he may have changed his mind and he's going to stay with the Storm. But they were almost going to announce Proctor today as well. And then there's uh, other guys that they have in the fight in, in their in their sights as well. Michael Ennis, Ennis possibly, yeah. Uh, so I think that if he gets some, you know, another two signs, say he gets he's got Teddy, say he gets uh, Ennis and someone else. Then that's a couple of good signings, and you know this Broncos thing blows up. He may but be it's left. It's not really him, is it? No, but but it's it's well, you know he might be his influence. He'd be yeah, guiding, he'd be guiding recruitment at the club. Like he he'd be like, yeah, I want that guy's on the market. Yeah, I want that guy. Go get that guy. And so then if he gets players that he wants, I would suggest that maybe he'll survive this year, and he'll be given a portion of next year to say, okay, you got the you've got the list you wanted. Now we went off and bought the players you wanted. Now the results have to come. Based on that, and he'll be sacked next. And year. then he'll be sacked next year because the results are never going to come. You're fucking ridiculous. But um, that's that's my my view anyway on the Ricky Stewart thing. But uh, back to Price, called into the office on Saturday, only to be told that he was sacked. And uh, it wasn't just that they weren't going to take up the one year option available, but he was uh, immediately sacked. Uh, the quote from Peter Doust is a. Uh, it was very hard because he's a standout bloke and a good friend. You don't relish these days and these circumstances, but that's my job. I just informed him we wouldn't be taking up the option for next year and that the board thought we should make immediate changes. He was disappointed because he's the type of guy who prefers to fight on. He never gives up on anything. That's the person he is. We shook hands at that. Was it. So that puts all the pressure back on Douse because, I mean, he could kind of defer it to the coach <laughs> at the time. And uh, now he's going to be... Uh, he's the sole person there to take the blame if the results keep uh, evading... The Dragons faithful, and there's a funny and there's a funny quote here. He says uh, about Dragons fans, "We're renowned in the business of rugby league for having the most passionate and outspoken members and supporters. You're happy to have them in good times, so you therefore can't be critical of them in the tougher times. They are all entitled to their opinions, but my accountability is to the board of directors. I rely on them to manage my performance." So it's why he's like, "Yeah, our fans are cunts, but you know when they're out, when they're you know in the good times, yeah, good to yeah, have around. in the good times, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they're just cunts." Well, thanks for that revelation, Mister Dias. But uh, yeah, look. Steve Price is on a bit of a hiding to nothing um, following Wayne Bennett's mm-hmm. success at the club, but um, just hasn't really engaged the players um, in, in in large part. Had an impressive start to the season. Everyone thought that he might have saved his ass. And, they touched the top of the the, the yeah. top of the table briefly. And it, you know their fans' cuntish ways came to the fore, and they were talking a lot of shit, mm-hmm. a lot of shit. Yeah, and here we are. Three straight wins is all it takes to get them fired up about fucking, you know, they're going to win 10 premierships in a row again. <laughs> um, now, let me just put a little scenario. Yep. Tim Sheens on the market. Benji Marshall, currently at the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Match made in heaven. 
or hell. I experienced both. <laughs> Could Sheensy make a comeback? Well, look, Paul you know... Greg's not going to coach him for he got Didn't he get no, punted when Bennett came to the club? He, because he couldn't heal his piss. Yeah, that's exactly what, that's exactly what I heard. He got... Uh, he, he he wasn't was he was he punted by the club or was he just um, removed from team bonding and things like that because he was a dickhead on piss? Not sure uh, what happened there. I'm sure a Dragons fan will fill us in and you know know the situation more um, intimately than we do. But yeah, so there's that, uh, and then you've got the really like you got Nathan Brown over there. There's always talk. He's always. He's talking about every coming, fucking job. He's talking about coming back. He's linked to every job. You got the yeah, like you said, you got Sheenius. He's ready to go. Matty Elliott don't do, Matty Elliott ain't doing much. Oh, <laughs> you just have minute. to wonder when did the job stop coming for people like Matt Elliott, and Ricky Stewart, etc. Oh, Ricky Stewart, I think he'd be on his last chance at this point, right? Because you say we want to be at Sheenzy, but he he has won some premierships. Yeah. And Ricky Stewart interspersed with some horrific fucking oh, absolutely. Cowboys I, I and don't Tigers. deny that for a second, but. Yeah. Ricky Stewart got um, got the job done for the Roosters when he was um, Phil Gould's hand puppet, but and he um, was taken, and they were taken there all the way by Graham Murray anyway. You know, yeah, leading up to that, um, slim picking since then. Yep. So I don't know. Is McGregor your long term option? I, I no, I think he'll finish the year, and then they'll they'll look to get a, another coach. I like wouldn't a, be like surprised. A, pro- a proper one in yeah. quotes. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nathan Brown's that guy. He's been linked Possible. with every coaching job that's become available for the last yep. two years and hasn't landed one, but if he's going to get any, it'll be the Dragons. And if there's any team that need a fucking slapping in the face mm. from the sidelines, it's the Dragons. Maybe Even more so now than back Barrett, in the day. Trent Barrett could be the uh, assistant coach. I imagine that. They're just fucking slapping bitches the whole time. They, they wear those gloves and they take the the gloves off and just be smapping her in the face with gloves, leather gloves. Gloves, slap. Baby, gloves, <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> I challenge you to be a fucking man, Ben Craig. That'll get... (laughs) (laughs) I was planning to slap you in your testicles, but I found none. Um, That'll get the Mitch nerds and the Penrith nerds all fired up. A bit of a Simpsons reference. Oh, yeah, they'll love that. Oh, they'll stand up and tip their fucking plastic tables over. And I threw another sneaky one in there too. We'll see if they fucking pick that up. I'm going to guess no, but we'll see. Clearly I didn't. No, you didn't. (laughs) I'll tell you after. Next story, hot sauce. Signed with the Raiders. The hot sauce has gone bad. Canberra Raiders have signed West Tigers star. I put that in quotes. Quotes my own star. James Tedesco on a three-season deal from 2015. The fullback told Tigers teammates today he'd agreed to terms with the Raiders. Canberra has been desperate to sign a quality fullback after losing Milford to the Broncos. And uh, it's funny. he, he Tedesco and his manager... Sam I visited the Raiders last Wednesday and there was pictures coming out. He was all smiles down there. there was some, did Ennis go down on the same hug and tug tour? There was a couple of them down there all all smiles, fucking loving it. Loving getting shown around the, the Raiders organisation and obviously they skipped the, the Ricky Stewart part. But um, <laughs> then the Tigers obviously it's like, oh, fucking had enough of this and apparently gave delivered an ultimatum that said, look, you make up your decision by Monday as in yesterday. And then it came out yesterday that, oh, no, he'll make his decision um, next next week. And uh, then the very next day, boom, I'll go into the Raiders. Look, it's disappointing um, from a Tigers fan point of view. Um, we obviously could foresee some good times with Tedesco there. There's some of the games that he's played and, and the combination with Brooks, etc. this season um, was looking very promising. But... <sighs> 
you, you can't really, on one hand, you can't really begrudge the kid if, if the numbers are right, that the Tigers were offering 500 and, and the Raiders 800. Yep. Um, if the Tigers had said yes to, to paying him 800 grand, I don't know that that would have sat well with me. Um, especially for a guy that's played, you know, 20-odd first-grade games over three seasons. Um, and, it, you know, he missed... <laughs> I could, you know, played one game, missed the rest of the season, or half a game, missed the rest of the season. Last year, um, had some injuries and played most of the season with a fucking broken leg. Um, and this season has been out with, with ankle problems. So, uh, if you can get that sort of dosh with that sort of injury record, then you can't stand in his way. I would have liked to have seen him stay and, and seen that combination grow. But as for the Tigers, I think. You know, Curtis Rowe's getting better every week. He needs a real NRL off-season under his belt to, to put on a little bit more size. And I just want to interject uh, there and say he's not the answer. He no, needs to buy a real fullback. At the end of the day, he's he's a 20s fullback, and it shows. But yeah. um, it wasn't all that long ago that Tedesco was that guy too. So um, Mitch Moses is also an option at fullback. And let's not forget that Nofaluma um, was an Australian schoolboys fullback. Um, and in a lot of their football growing up, he kept Tedesco on the wing. So uh, Simone has also represented juniors at, in the fullback position. So we're not short of options, um, and, and that's not discounting the, the chance of, of signing another fullback elsewhere or you know Anthony Milford coming when the, the Broncos are wound up as a football club. So <clears throat> you just you just got to wonder these days, and it's a bit of a Gen Y you know, fucking this week they love me, last you know, last week they hate me, both weeks I got paid sort of situation where you have to look at the bigger picture here and obviously back in the day, you know, and, and I, I, I don't, I'm loath to talk about the good old days, but, you know, players wanted to win. Players wanted to be to compete and win games and, and they got paid and that was a bonus and um, the big names got to pay the big, the big bucks. Now the... The level of pay has, has been dispersed, given the the amount of money that flows around the game these days. There is a higher um, average earning across the NRL, and and guys like Tedesco come in and um, and show some promise, and and you know their price gets pushed up. But he's not played a lot of first grade. He's had a bunch of injuries, um, but he's obviously put dollars ahead of of winning games. I, I don't know that playing for Ricky Stewart, given his record and, and some of the roster there at the, at the Raiders, is going to be conducive to him having a, a successful career on the field. He's going to, you know, he's going to have plenty of cash to splurge around and maybe he's the type of bloke that that's really what matters to him. And, um, you know, I don't really know for sure, but the Tigers are going to have to move on. He's gone. He's signed elsewhere and uh, we've got options. it would be interesting to see uh, who's running out in the number one Jersey for the Tigers, round one, 2015. Who's out there at the 500 grand maximum price point? I oh, think, I guess. I'd expect some of that money would go through to sign, you know, to top up some other guys. But let's say, let, let's say you can spend 500. Who's actually out, like off contract? And Kevin Locke. Yeah, he's fucking unhappy. Um, Brett Stewart. He's uh, fine. He's locked up for years. Look, it's Kristen Inu. Put him in fullback for you. How about that? Well, he'd be good for half a season, wouldn't he? He'd be good until he got the shits with the operation and ended up in reserve grade like he does at every club. Yeah. I um, 
like I said, I, I would fully expect the, the Tigers to promote from within and, and you know, I think Nofaluma at fullback yeah, would that's be that's what I'm seeing a lot. Would on be Twitter. a real a real plus. Uh, we've got Corey Betty waiting in the wings as well. He need he's, he's shot. raw. You're trying, to, you're trying to offload the fuck out of him, though, aren't you? Sure, but that was before we knew for sure that Tedesco was going. Yeah. So, um, he's he's a great, he's, you know, he's got Average. great pace, but certainly defensively, he he needs a lot of work. So, um, Mick Potter's going to have his work cut out for him. But you can't you, if if the numbers are true, then um, I think we all know what we'd be doing at the end of the day. If you can earn another three hundred grand a year, you'd be taking it. Exactly. Especially exactly. with his record of injury. Exactly. And people make a lot of the fact, oh, yeah, you're going to be playing under Ricky Stewart, you know, it sucks to be you. That's only for year one of his three-year contract. <laughs> really? I mean, it's, I, I cannot Potentially, see... Potentially, yeah. But, uh, the, the, again, he was on the verge of, of something, you know, good at the Tigers, you know. Um, the future, Robbie Farrar, uh, Luke Brooks, they've got Moses waiting in the wings, Blake Austin's waiting to, to jump into the 5 role. Um, our forwards are probably the best they've ever been in the history of the club. Um, other young guns, Simona, Nofaluma, people like that, have re-signed with the club. So there was certainly a lot of a lot of reasons for him to stay, but um, money talks. And at the end of the day, if you're not playing for premierships, you may as well get paid as much as you can. Money, money talks, and Tedesco walks. The end. Sam Tompkins has been fined for urinating in public early on Sunday morning at Broadbeach on the Gold Coast. The incident followed the Warriors' win over the Titans in Rabina on Saturday night. Tompkins was issued with an on-the-spot $110 fine by local police, and the club has disciplined him with a further $2,000 fine. Warriors launched an investigation after being made aware of the incident late on Monday. We've met with Sam, and he admits he made an error in judgment to Warriors General Manager Football Dean Bell. He knows this kind of behaviour is unacceptable. Tomkins said he was embarrassed about the incident. I'm disappointed in myself. I thought I was in a secluded spot, but realised I still made a poor decision, he said. Bell said the matter had been dealt with, and no further action would be taken. Do you know who hasn't taken Who hasn't taken a piss? I've definitely P. done it. Do you know I have a really... Photographic pr- evidence exactly. on Twitter of you taking a piss down by, by that fence behind the servo. <laughs> with a number of other people. Well, that was just you trying to take a photo fire. of my penis, but you couldn't zoom in quite close enough. Mate, I couldn't see it from the front. Why would I take a picture from behind? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was I going to gain? <laughs> I just... I just wonder. Like, I've got a bad habit of when I really need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and it's bad if I'm in the car, even. I remember one time I needed to piss like a racehorse. Mm-hmm. I thought I'll do the right thing. I'll fucking I'll go to a servo. Yep. Went to the servo. No, sorry, we don't have a public toilet here. Fuck. Okay, go to the next servo up the road. Yeah. Closed for cleaning. <laughs> no, no, out of order. Yeah. Well, fuck. I'm gonna. So start- you're out of order. <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> um, drove into a shopping centre. Quickly ran in. Yeah. Male toilets. Yeah. Closed for cleaning. Look. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to be a citizen here. Exactly. So, <laughs> thankfully, I went into the disabled toilet, which is a crime in, in and of itself. But Pissed all over the bloke's wheelchair. <laughs> well, it was occupied, but I busted the door down, um, and he didn't have any feeling below the way. So, you know. Didn't feel the dripping sensations, no, I was saying. It's all right. <laughs> and it was a cold day. I warmed his legs up anyway, even if he, you know, he would he would have been pleased otherwise. Um if I if that wasn't an option for me, yeah, I would have had to you know 
take matters into my own hands. Very, very small matters <laughs> into my own hands. Look, I remember, I remember after a um. I'd hate to think that I, I'd cop a fine for it. I remember in about two thousand and we were in about two thousand and five, I reckon. Uh, when I was working in advertising, um, we had a, a the work Christmas party, and uh, it was a dress up party in terms of dressing up for characters out of movies. So um, I worked with a, a small team in 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 this advertising agency doing like the you know the the design and the the webs and all that sort of stuff. There was uh, there was four of us, so we went around the corner to um, a place that did sports gear, and had uh, shorts and shirts made up, average Joes like team you know dodgeball. Done up just like in the movie. Never seen it. So we were dressed up in average. I've still got the average Joe's shirt upstairs. Oh, probably the pants too somewhere. But uh, yeah, like basketball pants and like, you know, shirts. And so we were dressed up like our average Joe's. There was the other guy. There was a guy dressed up as uh, as Fred Flintstone. The chick dressed up as Tomb Raider. It was fucking superb, by the way. But um, so we had got on a double-decker bus on the pierce, doing a tour around Brisbane on this double-decker bus before we ended up at um that fucking place that's now Zuri, whatever, I can't remember what it was called at the time. But... um before we ended up there for the for the actual, you know, the food and all that bullshit. So anyhow, someone's like, oh, I'm busting for a piss. Is there a, is there a pisser on this bus? No, there's not. Driver, busting for a piss, could we possibly uh, pull over somewhere and go to the bathroom? And so the driver's like, yeah, sure. We'll just come up here. We're at Kangaroo Point. We'll just come up here to the Kangaroo Point Cliffs. And uh, there's toilets down the bottom there of the stairs. You know, you can go to the toilets down there. So we're like, okay, cool. Everybody files off the bus, wanting to go to the toilets. Everyone down the stairs to Kangaroo Point. <laughs> the toilet's clearly not an option at that stage when you've got like, you know, 30 people going for it. So I remember standing there. You fucked there. in that line. I remember standing there against the cliff at the base of the stairs. Fred Flintstone to my left and fucking someone dressed as something else to my right, taking a piss on the fucking Kangaroo Point cliff. And uh, yeah, no $110 fines there. And that was in broad daylight too. That was about 5, five o'clock and 5.30 in the afternoon. So what, what the model is... We don't anyone breaking the law, but when you got to go, sometimes <sighs> you... You got a go. There's worse things than than urinating in public. I'm feel like pissing on someone in public, like um, Todd Carney. Todd Carney, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's not on. He pissed on his own mate. Pissing on a playing surface while the game's going on. Russell Packer. That's probably not on either. Don McKinnon. Don McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not. That's <laughs> unacceptable. I saw a hilarious picture of that in actually. In a garden. In a garden. Where it's actually it's got what plants crave. There's nutrients in there. <laughs> but yeah, come on. As long as you, I mean, if you if you're behind a tree, I mean, these these cops. I mean, I wonder how. If he thought he was in a secluded place, he probably fucking was. He was probably like you know behind a couple of trees and everything, and thought he was all good. And these cops have just come by. And thought, here we go, a bit of revenue raising. It's Sam Tompkins. He could have hidden behind a cricket stump. Yeah, yeah. Look, so. Uh, just think it's, it's a um, nothing story. $2,000 fine is fucking harsh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is, and he's a public figure, and these things happen. So, you know, you can't you can't get done when you're a public figure like that. Exactly. Okay, now, like last week or the week before, we we're talking about uh, Wayne Bennett, his contract, and uh, there was speculation that it may have been held by Hunter Sports Group, which is, uh, you know, Tinkler's uh, business, and uh, that perhaps that if this... Uh, what's eventuated with the members taking control of the Knights again uh, that may mean that Bennett is kind of uncontracted as a coach it's come out this week that uh, that's a misconception and he is actually contracted to the club so um, so the owners the, you know, the new owners of the, club, of the Knights can't discard him for a cheaper option um, he can well Gidley uh, the, the CEO Matt Gidley 
said that um, Bennett's contract's with the club and he can't be squeezed out unless he's paid out or willing to go. Wayne's contract is the nice and so is the rest of his staff. I'm not sure why the perception's out there isn't. I can't answer that. And uh, he didn't want to speculate how the ownership issues would play out and how it might affect people. But he did say that, um, that basically if, if Bennett wanted to take a pay cut to remain in Newcastle, if that's considered the only viable way of moving forward, then, you know, yeah, that's fine. And Bennett apparently is not opposed to that, which is kind of, you know... I, I, you know, I don't know why. But... He's a fantastic human. Yeah, well, he is, yeah, he, he really is, but I mean, jeez. We all had Dragon's money out there. Could try and get back there and fucking... And, you know, he's got some... Um, his son's obviously special needs and... Yeah. You know, I something like that, um, treatment and, and care, fucking chews up a, a, a large chunk of cash. I'm not saying... Wayne Bennett's going to be ringing me for a loan well, anytime yeah. soon, but yeah. <laughs> if he's got to take a pay cut, yeah, it's obviously going to eat into, um, eat into a portion of his salary that um, is already taken up with some fairly extensive costs um, with regard to care for his son. So, um, if he does take a pay cut to stay in Newcastle, that's a fucking admirable effort. Yeah, I mean, it may not, you know, there'll be some serious, serious offers. He could also, on his, you know, up to himself, but he could negotiate like a termination package and, uh, you know, chase some of the, the Dragons money that's out there for 2015 or, you know, perhaps the Broncos money that's out there for 2015. Yeah. Because, you, know, you know, that could happen too. But... Um, I'm sure they'd both have him back. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, for, for his his part, Jared Mullen uh, got into this article, you know, talking about it was disappointing that Tinkler left and, you know, he put a lot of money into the club, but then he started talking about Wayne... You know, like uh, you know that, that it's it's important personally for him that Wayne uh, Wayne Bennett remains the coach. And that he's done a lot for my career. He put a lot of confidence in me as a player. So I'd love to have him here for a few more years. So, uh, is there yeah. a player? Well, actually, I think I've just answered my own question, Keith Lilia. <laughs> is there a player that's ever been coached by Wayne Bennett that doesn't fucking love him? Yeah, Keith true. Lillia was gone before he ever got to before Bennett ever got to Newcastle, didn't he? That's when the EDs came out. Yeah, was he the one that said that, or was that one of the other guys, no, I think like like Nagama, or you know, he was involved in it as well? Was it Lily that said the the EDs? Because that was great. Yeah, well, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's still hanging around with that fucking flop that keeps saying it. What's his name? Kevin. Kev. Yeah. Cool yeah. <laughs> kid. And I mentioned that story on the show, didn't I, about his little, his uh his his iMessage exchange with the killer? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking classic. <laughs> Told by a fucking four-year-old at the time. <laughs> Recaps. Kicking off Friday night football, the Sydney Roosters 32 pumped the Canterbury Banks down Bulldogs and thus breaking their streak. Streak at ANZ Stadium. Can you stop saying fuss? Fucking pompous. Oh, fuck yourself. And thus, that is... (laughs) (laughs) Thus impregnating yourself. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so uh, the Roosters 32 came and tries to... It was double... Double to Sonny Bill Williams. Double to the count. Sean Kenny Dow got on the board. And Nenny McDonald with uh, James Maloney, four from six conversions, 32 points. And the Doggies, 12 came from a double to Mitch Brown. 
one conversion from two attempts from Christian Inu and a penalty goal. Look, the Bulldogs bubble burst a little bit, unfortunately, without their State of Origin representative halves and the Roosters were with last year's State of Origin representative halves, um, which ultimately was the difference in the game, I think. Um, if you're a Roosters fan, do you really want Pierce to ever play Origin again? He seems to... If you're a New South Wales fan, do you want fucking Pierce to play Origin again? No. I think the answer to that is clearly no, but I think Roosters fans are actually fairly happy with I think they Pierce like, and Light. I think yeah. they actually like him. They probably couldn't give a fuck if he ever makes the Origin side ever again. Yeah. Um, Inexplicable, I know, but... <laughs> I don't actually think he's that bad. I think he's been made a bit of a scapegoat given um, the fact that he was very young when he came into the side and um, and they have persisted with him through series loss after series loss. But um, certainly in this game, I thought he, he steered the ship quite well. I thought Maloney um, went pretty well as well. Um, and ultimately, the, the weakened Bulldogs were gallant but outclassed. Um Remember all the times where Michael Ennis was the pr- prototypical origin player um, right up until he fucking threw punches and then ran and hid behind a, a, a teammate? Um, you see him fucking staying down on the ground prone like he's been knocked out and yeah. then all of a sudden he bounces up. Popping and up to his feet, yeah. Not a fucking word is said yeah. about the concussion rule. If you're laying down prone and you can't move because you've you've been clipped high, yeah. you're fucking concussed. Just own it, you fucking diver. Get off, you tool. God, I fucking, I just, I laugh in the face of fucking ill-informed morons that's, that think that Michael Ennis is still better than Robbie Farah. Just like, fucking pull your head out your ass. The guy's a grub, the game has passed him by, and now he has to resort to these sorts of tactics um, to try and gain a competitive edge because he c- certainly can't do it by way of his skill. Um, so Rooster's very comprehensive, Sonny Bill... I, I think the the dogs really struggled to contain him all night and um, come up with a couple of tries and and they they just had no answer really. The dogs um, close to the line, Sonny with his footwork and strength was was always going to be hard to handle. Um, young debutant on the wing was it McDonald? McDonald. Um, yep. I thought he acquitted himself quite well. Um, and Mitch Brown for the dogs was a bit of a shining light. He's, he can he can still finish. He's one player that I was um, a bit sorry. To, to have leave the Tigers, he was he was a fairly loyal servant there and never really had a bad game. So um, it's good to see him doing well at the Dogs. Now, the Dogs had a period there in probably the last 10 minutes of the first half where they were just gifted penalty after penalty after penalty and they seemed like they spent that entire 10-minute period. They scored a try and then they spent the following 10 minutes up to the halftime break seemingly like attacking from 20 metres out. Like, you know, they, yep. they had a massive run. That was their chance to win the game. They ended up going into half t- in the half-time break behind um, 10 points to eight. But that was the time of the game. After being down 10-0 early, that was the time of the game where they really could have um, got themselves right back into it. And in fact, they ended up uh, just con- settling for a penalty at the end of that. Mm. But, look, and there was, there was, you know, some perhaps contentious decisions you know, with tries, I think it was it was Mbai. I think may may have uh, got the ball very close to the line, if not on it. They thought it was a try, and uh, but the amount of oh fucking refs fault, yeah, gotten from the doggies, is unbelievable. And uh, you know some of the tweets. I think I put some of them in just so we can see, uh, you know, see what they're saying. But uh, kick off first with Cruzy. 
Chrissy06, the dogs got cocked doggy styles tonight. That should shut up some of these delusional clowns at their premiership winners. Fucking reach from Brooke, I yeah. 26 rounds. What heart in a show to play on after such a hideous head knock? A true class act. Toughness redefined. Slash sarcasm. JR underscore buff. I guess Gaylord Fokker was right. You can milk anything that has nipples. Hash dogs of milking. <laughs> uh, GT351 underscore Johns. If we had our origin players and non-fucked in the head ref, plus if Gingell supported anyone but the Rauders, we would have won. That's... If, 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 <sighs> if. If wishes was it? Thirty-two to twelve, though. I know, I know. It does. It's not like it was a four-point <laughs> win and a try would have, you know, switched the, you know, reversed it. But no, you can you can comprehensively say, without any conditions whatsoever, you can unconditionally say that if we were awarded that try when it was about, you know, sixteen to eight, we would have won that game without question. Ridiculous. Of course, you couldn't. Okay, and uh, hammers age four m m m e r z. He's going to Pierce channeling Benji, Clemmer channeling, channel, channeling McDougal, Ashley Klein channeling Bill Harrigan. This game has it all. And just want to touch on Clemmer. You saw what Clemmer did. Came through with the foot like a you know Billy Slater style, uh, you know, like leading with the, the, the tags. Bit ugly looking. Very ugly looking. And uh, as far as I understand at this point, I don't think he's getting any time for it. I'm not even sure, sure he got called up. I don't think he's got any case to oh, answer. I must admit, I haven't heard. I I've been playing saw... catch-up because I was in Singapore over the weekend, so yeah. I had to play catch-up with every game. It's been a bit rough. Yeah, I saw, I saw some of the charges. I saw that... Um... This chair's pissing me off. It's making too much noise. Oh, well. It's the Nathan Gillis of fucking chairs. Ah, oh, well, you know, if, 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 if you had a chair that didn't make noise and if you weren't fucked in the head... Uh... You know, Jeez. you could have won like, the premiership. Feel like a Bulldogs fan. So, yeah, exactly. Gold Coast Titans. Sorry, New Zealand Warriors twenty-four defeat the Gold Coast Titans sixteen at Seabus Super Vacuum. Now, um, listed crowd of eighteen thousand seven hundred and fifty-three, which would have to be a ground fucking record if true. Um, now we went to a test match a couple of years ago, the Anzac Test. It was down there at Skill, and it was a sellout, or it was very, 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 very packed uh, and close to a sellout. And admittedly, it was like a New Zealand home game. Just the sound and the, the, the general the composition of the crowd. There's a lot of fucking Kiwis around, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they've all left Bondi and they're up in the Gold Coast now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and this one, you know, a similar sort of situation. Uh, the uh, points, the uh, uh, New Zealand Warriors 24 came from tries to Ben Matulino, Sean Johnson, and David Fusatua got a double. Simon Mannering, the captain, Captain Mannering got over the line. Chad Townsend, two from five conversions, uh, defeating the Titans 16. And this is just the most incredible team sheet of scorers you're ever going to hear in your life. A hat trick to Dave Taylor, the fat touchy. A hat trick. And uh, Bo Henry, one conversion from two attempts and a penalty goal. Well, it must have been one from three, actually, and a penalty goal. Sure. You mentioned Taylor. Uh, a rare focus game uh, stepping up in the absence of of some origin absentees for the Titans and, and some injured players. Um, it's funny, if he, he, he'd be playing origin himself, he could put those performances together week in, week out, like he, he should be capable of. Yep. Um, I think we're just going to get to the end of Dave Taylor's career and just say, what a, what a, you know, an unrealised talent. You know, we've seen him at his absolute peak or at his absolute best and 
and we've seen wonder. and we've seen him at the other ninety percent. Yeah, or the other ninety five percent. So yeah. frustrating. Um, I think Johnson and Hurrell. Um, Hurrell's obviously got had some issues this season, been on the wrong side. Um, come back from the well, from, been on well, been on the right side of. Well, he's been job. on the right side of of some soapy stars, but on the wrong side of the Warriors administration, it would seem. But I think he's critical to, to the success of the Warriors, along with Sean Johnson. Um, just if Johnson's passing games on and Hurrell running good lines, um, it's a tough combination to handle. And with the way Tompkins should be able to play off the back of that. Um, it, it should be very formidable. I think Tompkins is probably just dragging the chain as far as that combination goes. But when they get it right, they're a very good-looking side, the Warriors. Um, Matalino had a good game, scored a try. Um, but what about Johnson's pace? Yeah. That's the old touch football highlight reel shit. Yeah, made a, back, made, a, made a break up the right-hand side of the field, sort of angled in towards the centre, towards the fullback, and then just ran around him. Race to the corner on the, the left-hand left, yeah. side of the field. Like, that's fucking blistering pace. Yeah. Very yep. impressive. Do you reckon who'd win out of him and Milford over 100? Oh, fucking who knows? He'd probably say Johnson. Oh, Milford's legs yeah. would be a bit short. Yeah, it's true. He's got to run twice as fast to cover the same ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good win for the Warriors. Um, away from home as well. And um, the Titans, their, their bubble continues to burst and it's going to be a tough origin period for them. And uh, by the time it's over, I think that, you know, any real hopes of a top four finish and perhaps a top eight could be could could have slipped away from them. Yeah, another one of these guys that touched touch the top of the the ladder and on their way down. Mm. But yeah, I just wanted just a second. Fat touchy. I mean, there was some like it wasn't like he was crashing over off nice passes either. Mm. I mean, it was like he put a little fucking grubber in and it was like a wonky one, bounced up and you know he was he was chasing it down. Like you know, you think he'd kick and just you know sit there Watch on his ass. Enthusiasm, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's strange. I mean, you know and. <laughs> I was just, and I saw a tweet about it. And I, I don't actually have it on here, so I can't give the credit to the person. But they were saying, like, you know, that's the way you were supposed to play last week if you wanted to get in the origin side. Yeah, exactly. This week. Um, other tweets: Cruzy zero six. Uh, all you Titan supporters that don't bother going to your club's home games, you've missed some good ones. Counting tonight's game, and then he got into a fucking war about Titans crowds for the next hour, which you would have loved on Twitter. And I just uh, hung back and just, you know, enjoyed it. The Ben Zed. Warriors miss a conversion for every Titans fan in attendance. Hash at least five. And he's going to hash more road fans for second week in a row. Mad Dog underscore no space. He said, uh, hash Titans in decline. Hash save Cardi. Hash all, all hail Searle. Hash five years for everyone. <laughs> Brisbane Broncos 16 defeat the West Tigers 14 at Campbelltown Stadium. And uh, this one, the points, the Broncos uh, got double to Corey Oates, a couple of conversions to Ben Hunt, a couple of penalty goals to Ben Hunt, defeating the Tigers with tries to Luke Brooks <laughs> and Bodine Thompson. Pat Richards, perfect again, two from two conversions and one from one penalty goals. This game boiled down to uh, Ben Hunt and Luke Brooks. Um, I think Ben Hunt, his attacking kicking game was um, was right on song and, and probably spelt the difference for the Broncos. Um I think Brooksy again had a, a pretty heavily involved game, made a couple of errors, but also um, did some great things in attack. Um, to pick them, Hunt's been around so long, it's hard to think of him as a young bloke still. But 
I'd still have Brooks every day of the week, um, as good as Hunt was. Um, controversy aside, the the last penalty was um, you probably you'd have to say they got the call right. It was fifty fifty really, but um, to the to the exact letter of the law, it was taken without the ball. I think Richards had a point though when he was saying, you know, what do you, what am I supposed to do? Well, like, away from take the pass and cap, then tackle him. Um, like the rules of rugby league. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know what rules you've been playing under over there in fucking England, mate. But <laughs> but this is Australia, can't. Um, it, it was a very harsh call. Um, but you can see, you know, like I said, to the letter of the law, um, they they got it right at full pace. Um, and that penalty, know, the, the that penalty position. shouldn't have happened. What should have happened was Copley shouldn't have been a fucking spastic and he should have held on to the pass when they had like, you know, three tackles at least up their sleeves. Quick play the ball and they're over anyway for a try. Um, so. Yeah, the, the Broncos are making a bit of a habit um, of being involved in these gritty contests and um, it, it very nearly came out stuck for them again late. Um, but they managed to compose themselves, which is strange given that they were without their origin um, contingent. So, you know, they haven't been able to really win a close game all season. It highlights where Teams the problems are. Teams have finished are. over the top of them, sorry? Yeah, it highlights where the problems are. They're, yeah, they're right. old-ass origin players. Okay. <laughs> Interesting theory. Um, yeah, so, you know, they'd be pleased with getting away with a, a tough win um, in, a, in a very, very tight game. Okay. And this game, actually, it was um, it's quite exciting. This game, I thought, given the you know, it was it was kind of scrappy, but the the closeness of the game and the fact that I just always anticipated that the Tigers would be getting back to it at the end and getting over the top yeah. of them, uh, it made it, it made it exciting. And there was a couple of those times right in the last couple of minutes where like Blake Austin was charging at the line off you know off passes and getting dragged down you know just short and you know, that kind of shit. And you uh, have to give credit to the Broncos for that. Um... They defended. They defended well. I mean, towards the end of the game, actually, when it counted, both of the the, the young halves that you mentioned both sucked really. I mean, Ben Hunt, his kicking towards the end started going straight down the throat of guys like Richards and they'd be, and, and the Tigers when they needed to most were starting sets from like the forty meter, you know, instead of like yeah. back off their own goal line. But yeah, which you know, I thought that was almost going to lose them the game. And Brooks defensively, look, I'm not going to say he's Robert Louis. But he needs to fucking sort himself out. Like that try uh, that the Broncos scored, the, the the last try they scored, is where he just like the gap that he left in the yeah. line was just unfucking believable. And um, so yeah, he he needs to sort he's, that. He's shit. got a fair bit of work to do with yeah. Kidwell. Um, I'm confident he'll get there. Um, and he's not clutch yet. He, like he's a you know that was a good try that he that he set up for himself. Yeah. With the little grubber and everything. But those things there, yeah, they can they can they can come off or they you know they hit a sure. they, they hit a leg, they they graze a leg and it's something different entirely as well. I mean Look he's 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 still developing. I can probably live with his defence to a certain extent because I have seen plenty of times where he's willing to put his body on the line and muscle up. Yeah, but he needs um, to find if he's gonna do that shit, he needs to find his Tony Carroll fast. Sure, it's 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 gonna wear him out, that's for sure. Um, well, just someone who's gonna back him back him up and fill the gaps that he leaves behind because that was crazy like the gap that he left by, by charging across to the right when they were going for that last try yeah and the gap to the left at, the, at that point was just insane I'm um, I'm still happy with how he's going um, you know what, 12 games into his NRL career he's uh, he's developing very very rapidly and you can see enough in attack given the fact that um, there was no 
Tedesco, no Robbie. Um, it, you know, really, the creativity all fell down to him and, and Blake. And um, he obviously sh- shoulders a lot of that load. And his development is coming along, as I said. And uh, I think by the end of the season, he, you know, he'll be a different player again. And um, another off-season under his belt, I think, 2015, you'll see the best of Luke Brooks. But this is all about, you know, getting miles um, under his belt and, and that ever-important experience. The way he's going at the moment, you'll carve him up in Bali in um, September. <laughs> all right. Uh, Mr. Wars, Mr. Underscore Wars. If all Hoffman wants to do is run and all Barber wants to do is pass, why don't they just swap positions? Well, that's an excellent question, Sam. And uh, it's one I've been asking all season. You know the problem with Barber, and this is... Uh, I, I really Barber doesn't like to tackle. Well, yeah, that's one thing. But, I mean, that was never his value. His value was always in, you know, dynamic attacking options. And yeah, absolutely. Is, and you know what? Most of his attacking brilliance came off with the dogs. Being like Terry Lamb and just being there when an offload needed to be popped, an opportunity arose, he was there to sniff it out and away he'd go. He doesn't back up a fucking single person anymore. If he, he'll, run it back off, he'll run it back off the kick, run it into the teeth of the defence and not, like, you know make any breaks from like you know he's deep in his own territory and anytime someone makes a half break or a forward gets their, their shoulders and arms through a tackle they're looking inside to throw a pass he should fucking be there mm. and he's not he's like, he's never there anymore since he's been at the Broncos he does look a little bit lost in Broncos colours and um, you know we may not see the real Ben Barber step up until 2015 at which point if he's still playing fullback, still playing first grade. Yeah, then then you know Hoffman obviously be on the wing and and Milford will go into the half. So um, that means you know he's had the last three seasons playing in the one, and he's going to mm-hmm. be playing a six, which is going to be um, it's going to take time. Like yep. any fullback that changes um, position, and like I said, he's he's played three solid. Well, by the time that rolls around, he'll have played three solid seasons yep. um, in that position. And then how long does it take? Does he does he settle straight into the six? Does he take, you know, half a season, three quarters of a season to really find his feet with it? Then he's two-thirds of the way through his contract. Yep. Uh, well, it's on a three-year deal, I think. There's another final final yeah. year, you know, yeah, for the so, side, yeah. <laughs> um, you'd have to question whether the Broncos really believe they're getting value for money there. All right, uh, at Unky D. West Tigers are to football teams what Ricky Stewart is to football coaches. Hashtags in decline. And I mentioned the immortal hashtags in decline hashtag because it trended again on uh, Saturday night following this game. At Shane Aaron Elvis. And as it will do with every loss that the Tigers have um, for the next fucking 20 years. Yes, no. Actually, sorry, Ryan Finance. Brooks showed his inexperience tonight. Tigers needed him to stand up and he couldn't. Good talent and he'll learn from this. That's pretty much uh, apes, you know, you know, pretty much mirrors what you would suggest. Mm. Queenslander 22. Great contest. Excellent win by the Bronx. Brooks will be great. Tigers lost their way when he left the field. I think they, they That's already, a fair assessment. They'd already lost their way, but I mean, they did look better when he when he came back, though. I mean, the, I mean, the commentators, especially like when when he went off, they were like, "That's it, he's gone for the game, and that's it." You know, the Tigers are fucked. But uh, actually, the Tigers didn't go too badly when he was off, but they certainly looked better when he came back. And um, 
Unky Diggin said, uh, 15,000 Westies at Povo Stadium in Campbelltown. Biggest assembly of bogans since Centrelink did a free sausage sizzle. <laughs> and this time, the ten the, the $10 tickets really did work. I believe there was some sort of discount, some deal on the tickets. Yeah, they, they really promoted the game hard. It was, um, you know, the anniversary game of, of the Tigers' 15-year um, anniversary. Um, their first game was played against the Broncos, and they played out a draw. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they they really did a good job of, of spruiking the game on social media and around the local area and, and, and got a good result. Canberra Raiders, 42, defeated the North Queensland Cowboys, 12, down there in Canberra, GIO. And uh, this one, the Raiders, 42, a double to Jack Whiten, a double to Jared Croker. Paul Vaughan, Jared Kennedy, Reese Robinson, all with tries. Jared Croker, six from seven conversions and a penalty goal. Defeating the Cowboys, 12 points. Tries to Ethan Lowe and Curtis Rona. And uh, Ethan Lowe, two from two. I'm going to sign for the Cowboys when Ashton Sims led them out. Um, <laughs> if he's captain material, you don't deserve to win games. Um, Paul Vaughan for the Raiders. Uh, another strong effort. I just think he's probably... You know, finding that consistency is going to be the key for Paul Vaughan. He um, he scored a try earlier in the season, which which set a lot of tongues wagging about how good he was and how much potential he had. And um, he's just been slowly plying his trade since then. And this was another uh, highlight real play for him. I just uh, I just wonder if he can find that consistency in his game, which is probably going to take him to the next level. Um, Milford drifted in and out of this game, but he, he had some brilliant touches. He had a good um, game. Sorry? He had a good game without actually getting on the board himself. Yeah. He had a good game. He, um, you know, that pass at the, at the end where he scored, um, he ended up getting the ball back and scoring was uh, was brilliant. Uh, he's, he's really showcasing his talent well this year and um, obviously having the contract stuff sorted out and, and asserting that he's going to the Broncos um, at the end of this season. He's probably a load off, and um, and his football is better for it. Did I hear today that Curtis Rona signed with the Dogs? Yes. Fucking Cowboys. Just, what, are you doing? what are you doing? You unveil a guy, and he just he comes out and you know has a, a pretty good game against Manly, and uh, yeah, he's been great ever since. And uh, yeah, fucking sort yourselves out. Um, Twitter, Mister Sports eighty three. Just the 15 carries for 120 metres and 55 tackles for Sean Fenson today. Must have had a cold or something. <laughs> He's got Hash Warrior, Hash New South Wales, Sanaba. Solzy 04. Jeez, it's good to be on the right side of one of those scorelines. Cruzy 06. When are the Cowboys going to realise that as long as that piece of shit Louis in their roster, they'll never win a premiership? Fair assessment. That Louis, the Louis Karma, is a, it's, a, it's a genuine, it's a real thing. <laughs> It really is. It's a tangible phenomenon. Yep. Anki D, got a feel for the Cowboys. Bad enough to lose due to Origin Stars out, but to lose Ricky, lose to Ricky Stewart, it's just not fair. And our hammers are that uh, gotta love Origin Weekend. Makes teams like Canberra, Warriors, Roosters and Broncos look like world beaters. And uh, the Ben Z finally. Roosters the defending premiers. <laughs> the Ben Z running up a score against a half team with Louis in defence. We bow to you, omnipotent Ricky. Hash Louis Karma. Hash worst defender in the comp. And finally, Monday Night Foot Bitch, South Sydney Rabbitohs 18 defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks nil at the tip, Ramondas Stadium. And uh, this one, fuck, what to say. The uh, Rabbitohs 18 points, tries to Sam Burgess. Oava, McInnes. 
And uh, Adam Reynolds, two from three conversions and a penalty goal. And Sharks, nothing. I believe it's the first time in 15 years that the Rabbitohs have held an opponent to zero points. If they were going to do it, they were going to do it against Cronulla. Um, John Morris has played 300 NRL games. I just want you to ponder that for a moment, Nathan. I was going to send a tweet out when this game was at the start of this game when they were talking about the 300 game thing, and I was just like, no, it's just too mean spirited. But I was going to say something like, you know, if someone like John Morris can play 300 games in a sport, I'm not sure it's a sport I want to fucking watch or be a fan of or participate in any longer. <laughs> um, one of the best parts of the night was the fact that Cronulla, I don't, I don't know if John Morris has got to a point in his career where he can't r- run through some paper mache or whether the, the Cronulla Sharks decided to uh, save money on a banner and made it out of sheet metal. But <laughs> he really fucking struggled to get through the banner um, with his kids and... It was uh, it was made of titanium. I thought it was, it was like funny a funny watch. Well, I thought it was like a metaphor of his, you know, ability to create line breaks yeah. over his career. <laughs> He's a non-existent defensive line, John. We want you to run through it. <laughs> no, no can do. It's it's actually it's not metaphorical tissue paper. It's actual <laughs> tissue paper. So get through there and lock yourself up a line break, son. Inept is it probably the best way to describe the sharks. Um, when Paul Gallen is out of the side for injury or origin, they, they really do um, lose that step. And they have to find a way, and I'm not sure it's ever going to come whilst Peter Sharp's in charge, but they're going to have to find a way to, to be competitive no matter who's on the park. Um, Gallen's going to play origin from, from now until the day that he decides to hang them up. Mm-hmm. Wade Graham is is a great player and attempts to step up in, in Gal's absence. But you need some of the rest of these blokes to, you know, Michael Gordon, like, he's, what's he? Did he Is he two years into a, a pretty this, lengthy this second, deal? This is the second year of it, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Remember when he was, I mean, like, oh, you know. They were talking about massive things for him. He was and, playing like a god when he was in a fullback at, uh, down at the Panthers. An absolute fucking god. I mean the amount. I mean, obviously he had the you know the benefit of kicking, but you know the kicking was on point. Plus he was, the meters he was making and yeah. the runs he was making from fullback. It's unbelievable. It's, it's a far cry from, you know, John Morris making a bust and talking, toss, tossing it back on the inside and, um, you know, completely takeable catch. Albeit he he was stretched up high to grab it, and uh, and he put it to ground. So, um, just that, like I said it, and I've said it about clubs before but it's that consistency they need to really find a way to, to maintain a high level out of um, I completely lost where I was going with that a high level out of their, their shitty fucking playing roster is that where you were going? yes because yeah a high level out of uh, you know guys like Wade Graham Michael Gordon um, plays like that Fecky, Fecky had a bit of a crack in patches, but um, it just they just don't seem to put it together. And then they grow a leg when Gallon comes back. Just don't get it. Yeah, look, there's, there's the morale of the Sharks must be rock bottom at this point. I mean, honestly, they've uh, they've had a shit season. They were, you know they were getting pretty lippy last season when you know they were looking like they you know they finished fairly high up the ladder, maybe making yeah. a bit of a run in the finals. Yeah, you know, they beat the Cowboys and fucking you know getting a bit lippy. And now they're stuck down the bottom of the table, or best, or, you know, next best thing to it. 
and uh, they've still got the Asada thing hanging over their head. That's always next week. Next week, they're going to fucking deliver their something rather. We were talking about two weeks ago, weren't we? Or was yep. it just last week? So, you know, that's still hanging over them. So who knows what fucking impact that'll that'll have. You know, the only way that they're going to be saved from a spoon this year at this point is the the Broncos getting stripped, <laughs> which which isn't out of the realm of possibilities. But, you know, we'll see how that story develops. Uh, Twitter... Shunter86, interim coaching be damned. The Sharks are awful. The sooner Flano buys more credit for his burner phone, the better. <laughs> this one I'll put in just because of the hashtag for you. Uh, Shane Aaron Elvis. Sure, it was a Vuvuzela, but Souths have the better have the better Vuvuzelas than most. Hash, abracadabra, bitches. See, I, I've read that. I don't know if he's being a smartass or if he is actually a fucking magician. And now, like, he's he's starting to play on it. And I'm sorry, I just don't care enough to play your silly game. <laughs> Michael Darren, 79. There's been more points scored in the first half of uh, Australia versus uh, South Africa in a soccer slash football friendly than the Cronulla Sharks have scored in 80. That's fantastic. And that's true because I believe that was uh, like 15 minutes in. That was one all, I think. Luke Shark, 74. What's 145 kilos? Has five chins. And a red and green jester's hat, and she keeps screaming, rip his face off. The South fan sitting behind me. Jesus. Ben Zed. South still look very mediocre. Attacking structure looks flawed in the 2014 comp. Needs major adjustment. Previews. Okay, this week we have... Uh, Couple of buys on the table: doggies, sharkies, titans, and your West Tigers, all with buys. So, uh, you know, I think just looking at those sides there, they could all use the two points too. So, fantastic gonna, week for you guys. Are we going to do the uh, origin? Oh, yeah, we'll do. Well, let's, let's do the origin after we we'll go through these games. And then we'll talk okay. about the origin. So, uh, the Friday night football, we have the Panthers taking on the Eels out there at Centrelink Stadium. It was so much better when it was centre bet because we could make that centre link thing and you know, now it's sporting bet. Fuck's yeah. sake. Go back to centre bet. Just, it's a shame that they've sold out again. Yeah. I haven't got any team list, Nathan. Yeah, they're Stupid very, fucking iPad. They're very, it up. Very fucking li- they're very fucking late today. I don't have a team list either. But I'm just, I'm just going to say that, uh, quite frankly, I'm going I'm to go with... Eels Hayne backing up from Origin. Look, if if Hayne, you know, in the the rich vein of vein of form that he's found at the moment, if he uh, if he backs up from Origin and uh, you know he doesn't get injured or something like that, then what's to say that the Eels aren't just going to tear him a new one again? Exactly. Um, Penrith at home though, formidable opposition. <sighs> this is a tough one. I think it'll be a close game, and I'm going to go with Penrith. That's the way the bookies are going as well. Maybe a Jamie South field goal. Ooh, that'd be original. Okay, next one. The Roosters taking on the Raiders at Allianz. Roosters by how many, really? Ricky Stewart hasn't yeah. had back-to-back wins in fucking his entire and, coaching and career. And the Raiders are, are fairly maybe. deplorable away from home. So, um, couldn't really see much chance of, of the Raiders getting over the top of the chooks in this one. Um, it's a different proposition to a an origin player-less Cowboys outfit. So uh, I think the Raiders will go home. And the Roosters, you know, given what's happened in the halves, I mean, you know, are, are remarkably unaffected yeah. for origins. So it actually should be a good period for them. Okay, uh, next, the Cowboys 
taking on the Melbourne Storm up there at 1,300 teeth. Big ask for the Cowboys. There'll be a lot of players backing up from Origin here. Yeah, Storm um, have got their share too, though. Yeah, exactly. Especially the keys. That, I, mean, I mean, across both sides. Yep. Um, I just think Thurston grows an extra leg at this time of year. Um, and he has had turned his form around, as we've spoken about in recent weeks. So um, I'm going to go the Cowboys. I think they might win by about 12 points. Yeah, I just wonder what's going to happen with the Storm. I mean, the, the Storm haven't been at their best. The Cowboys were starting to look pretty good, though, before this uh, buyers and, you know, representative stuff started affecting them. So if they don't get too rattled by last week and they, you know, and the Thurston combination just slots straight back in and things start moving the way they, they did, then, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys will win. And, yeah, they're usually pretty good at home as well. I mean, it's not like Storm are shit away side, but the Cowboys are, you know, do tend to be better up there at 1,300 teeth. I agree. Next, Mount Smart Stadium hosts the Warriors taking on Newcastle Knights. Form line of the Warriors is far better at this point. They're going to fucking win 13 plus. Yeah, I, th- I think, as I said earlier, the, the combination of Johnson and Harrell um, and some of the form that the, the Warriors forwards are in, including um, the Kipton and Matulino, uh, I think they'll probably get it. Do a bit of job on the Knights up front. Uh, early on, and then and Johnson should be able to uh, play off the back of that and cover him up towards the end. Yep, Knights got heart. They showed it last time against Manly, but sure. uh, the, you know you need more than that in this modern competition. You need some skill too, and they don't have any of that. Did you see that Cuthbertson signed a four-year deal with Leeds? Or oh, I thought it was Le Catalan, but I could be wrong. Oh, it was a Catalan. No, I thought it was Leeds. I think I had a Leeds supporter. He tweeted me and said, "You know, just sign this guy. What do you reckon?" I'm just like, L O L. Yeah. Tries to offload every time he hits the ball up. <laughs> the end. Um, okay, next. Oh, Sunday. Be there at this one. Suncorp Stadium. The Broncos host the Premiers, the Mighty Manly Sea Eagles. In what betting, in terms of betting, is the closest line of all the games this weekend? Narrowly over the uh, Cowboys Storm. Game. As much as it pains me to admit it, um, I think that Manly will get over the top of the Broncos. I think they've got too much class. Uh, their forwards are too too gritty and uh, will pose too much of a, a project for the Broncos to get over up front. So um, off the back of that, I think Cherry Evans, Brett Stewart, people, and Matt Eye, guys like that should have a field day out wide. And uh, Jamie Lyon and Kieran Foran named to make their returns. Yeah, and, uh, it's a strong side. And Cherry should make his way back from... Uh from origin duties as well uh, hopefully unscathed because you're giving it only get like seven minutes but then again that's what happened in the Australian game that's how he picked up that fucking calf injury and apparently that calf injury is actually worse than you know what they made out uh, given the lack of foreign uh, in the side he actually should have come off in that win against Newcastle so that massive field goal he kicked you know under total clutch situation actually was even more clutch because he shouldn't have been on the field or kicking yeah so, uh, you know, pretty incredible stuff. And uh, I think the, the last nine times Manly have played uh, the Broncos up here, I think we won eight. And uh, the one we lost was the one where we had all the players suspended after the Battle of Brookie <laughs> in 2011, which was like the last round before the finals. And, and that was like a four-point or a six-point loss. So um, that was the game, actually, how close we got to the Broncos because that was actually when they had Lockyer still and, you know, they were a good team. And that was the game that gave me confidence that we could win the premiership that year and, uh, you know, went on to do just that. Retiring Lockie along the way. Just quietly. <laughs> Monday Night Foot Bitch. Rabbitohs again. This time they're taking on the Dragons. 
okay, the coach has been killed. Is there a bounce back effect? Not with the fucking Origin Stars back, that's for sure. Yeah, look. Isaac Luke, I think he's come back this he, week as well. He hasn't been named, but uh, I saw a, a whisper on Twitter that he was going to play regardless. So. Yeah. Um, English back for the Bunnies. I think I think the Bunnies with English are probably too big a proposition for the Dragons, even even having signed a new coach. Oh, take the Origin Stars out of the Rabbitohs and fucking Dragons still wouldn't get close to them at this point. Yeah. It's a good test of uh, of whether that old wives tale actually works, but... Um, I'm a general, generally a firm believer in it, but this is just too big a mountain for the Dragons to climb. Yeah, and I mean, like, I was a firm believer in, to, in, in it until the last time when I think when it was Elliot that got fired. <laughs> and uh, and I was a big believer in it then as well. And then I saw a statistic that I think it actually only happens about 54% of the time. <laughs> so I don't know why that we, you know, you get that impression that that's the, yeah, because I was certainly under that, well and truly under that impression as well. Yep. I'm not sure where it ever came from, but it's statistically, it's not actually really that much of a thing. Thing. That's full time for episode 156. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League and uh, Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Thanks to everybody that shares our, our, our shit basically in the and the posts that the you know announce episodes coming out the number of that seems to be increasing week on week so that's fantastic keep going guys you're doing you're doing great work and uh just yeah help us keep spreading the word uh another way you can do that is uh if you haven't chucked a review on itunes make sure you put one down no new reviews this week but uh keep them coming tipping the tipping round is not actually finished yet because we do have the Origin game coming up and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, at the moment, Shane Aronova still maintains a one-point lead over second place Whitey, who maintains a one-point lead over GT John, three-card magic trick, Life of Ty, Goodnight CJ, Tigers 12.0, David Kingston and Lemon. And one point back from that, we have uh, Kylie M. And uh, Fantasy. CJs are at the top narrowly. In fact, it's only like a tw- 29 points over too much tuna <laughs> and who are like 150 over the top of dingbats. And then it's only 15 back to Winter is Crowding, two back to the Wendells, and uh, then a couple more back to me, the Mike Hunt All-Stars. And then to round out the top 10, we have Mighty Doggies, Southside Clackers, Bench Warmers, and Sarcastic Pricks. That's fantastic names. They are. They are very interesting and, uh, you know, very creative young fellows. Of course, the shop, we're clearing out Revelation shirts, Tigers in decline shirts, and those ones come back into fashion. It's trending again. Get on to them. And, uh, of course, a couple of memberships left, about a dozen. I will put it up on Facebook and Twitter when we've done the stock take of everything that's come in. We'll do a bit of stock take and we'll uh, announce, you know, what the sizings are on the ones that we have remaining in our inventory. And, uh, yeah, get in there. If you want... Uh, just get yourself order your order your membership. We'll uh, we'll put it together and get some more coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we had uh, someone who uh, name escapes me at the moment, but um, you know, we requested. You know, is there is there a medium left? Pretty sure there will be a medium left, dude. So uh, you know, we'll soon let you know. Or you know, cancel it or refund it, whatever. If you uh, you want to get in there, if you want to make sure that you know you want to get first preference on these uh, uh remaining memberships, get your order in now. And if uh, we're out of your particular size, then uh, you know we'll let you know, and you can uh, run your options from there. And finally, uh, Origin tomorrow night as we record the show. 
how do you see it panning out? I'm actually a little bit concerned, to be quite honest. I'm, um, I think this is probably the best halves combination New South Wales has had for a number of years. And um, I think they have gone with um, some combinations and guys that could really trouble Queensland with the ball in their hands. Um, I think their, their downside is their back row. I don't think there's any place for Bo Scott in origin. Um, you know, they've, they've got Robbie Farrer and... Uh, Aaron Woods up front with James Tamier. I think that's a pretty good front row. Uh, what may coming off the bench, which is also good. But uh, I think the experience of Queensland will probably play out in the end, and they'll uh, they'll squeak out a narrow victory. Eventually, the age of the Queensland side is going to catch up with them, no matter how good they are. Yeah, I just wonder whether if it's that's going to be though. a gradual thing where they can slowly phase the players out, or whether yeah. it's it's going to be so graphic because you know New South Wales win a series so easily. You can, I mean, and, and really, in the key, I mean, Cameron Smith, he's still got, he's still got time. You know, he's he's fine. Billy Slater, he's probably more of an issue. You would think that Milford maybe, you know, slots in there one day. Darius Boyd's hopeless, but you know, it's, there's plenty of wingers and stuff they can, you know, or centers that they can condition to be wingers for Origin purposes. The halves, I don't think they're going to have a problem going forward because they can just switch Cronk out to 5 eighth and then Cherry Evans comes into 7 and they're all, all, all done. Cronk's got plenty of years left and Cherry Evans got even more than that. Sure. Um, really, I've seen a lot of Queenslanders like acting worried this time. Usually they're a bit, you know, arrogant, like, you know, million in a row, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there's actually, you know, even the most, you know, Gronkish outspoken ones are sort of conceding to having a bit of nerves for this one. Yeah, I don't really get close. it. Yeah, I, that's why I was so close last year. Um, and admittedly, this is a different side, but you've got to give Laurie Daly some uh, some credence for the way that he, he can motivate his players. And um, I don't think he's a fantastic coach either, but if you can get those guys running, you know, through the depths of hell for the sake of that blue jersey, then, um, you know, he's done his job. And yep. um, I, I still just think at this stage of the game, and I may well have egg on my face come Thursday morning, I just think Queensland's experience... Um, and their ability, um, not to mention their uh, their cohesion that they have within the side, is going to spell victory for them. Yep, yeah, I'm not sure how it'll go. I mean, I'm very interested to see how the blue side goes. I mean, it's great that they finally... I mean, people have been asking for years to go with combinations rather than, you know, just picking the same old guys. But then last year, they kind of they did go with the, the, you know, the combination. It turned out to be a premiership-winning combination, even though it was through referee fuckery. But, um, and you know, they only came within you know, a couple of Robbie Farrow fuck-ups of winning the series, I guess. But it's a different side now. The combination is, is the combination that's working right here and now in the halves. I'm not a massive fan of either player. Um, but, you know, we'll see how they go. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Blues can turn it around and I can trot out that one in a row shirt. Because that would become a fucking sensation. Yeah. I'm not organising my friend to post those. You can do it yourself. <laughs> anyway, that's all we've got time for this week. See you next week. See you.